This is an artist that will say to you that all of the art you have ever seen was fake. In fact, not only was it fake, but it was a kind of torture. He believed that paintings are real living forms, and that the actual world we live in is itself a kind of illusion, masking a higher dimension of reality. His name was Kazimir Malevich. You're listening to the Unknowing Art Podcast, the show that makes you unknow the art you thought you knew. My passion is art theory and philosophy, and this is my way of sharing it with you. If you like the show, give it a thumbs up. If you'd like to support the show, I would be honoured. Link in the description below. In the early 20th century, the study of ether physics tried to uncover the fundamental nature of matter. Ether physics was important for Malevich because it led him to read another kind of journal, occult journals. During this time, occult journals also discussed the theories of ether physics and were as popular as scientific journals. Occult journals would regularly use scientific discoveries as evidence of their theories. The invention of the X-ray machine, for example, was often used as irrefutable evidence that there exists an aspect of reality that is invisible, and that there must therefore be another dimension to reality. Many of these occult journals were translated into Russian by a researcher whose influence on Malevich was so great that it would provide Malevich with a sense of purpose in the act of painting. His name was Peter Ospensky, a Russian researcher interested in esoteric practices. Ospensky believed that the world we perceive through our sensory organs is not at all what it seems. He thought that matter was an illusion, masking a higher dimension of reality, and that seeing matter was actually a kind of blindness. Ospensky had believed that there are multiple spatial dimensions of reality that all coexist simultaneously, and of these spatial realities, humans can only perceive the third dimension of space. Just as there is two-dimensional space, he thought there is also fourth-dimensional space, which casts its residual shadow down into the third dimension for us humans to perceive. To understand this failure of perception, imagine for a moment that you are a two-dimensional being. How would you experience three-dimensional objects? It would be impossible to see the height, width, and depth of the object as us humans would. Instead, you would experience a succession of coloured lines, only perceiving narrow slits of the three-dimensional object as it moves through two-dimensional space. Now imagine what it would be like for a three-dimensional being to experience a fourth-dimensional object. As Ospensky phrased it, our limited, three-dimensional spatial perception means that we too see the world as through a narrow slit.
Even though humans can experience the depth of shapes, they do not experience the depth of time and motion. Instead, humans experience singular moments of time and narrow slits of motion, which together produce a succession of coloured shapes that appear to be moving. For example, if you were to stand on the edge of a cliff and look downwards, you might suddenly realise how high up you actually are. You might even get dizzy at the thought of how deep down you might fall. Unlike the two-dimensional being, us humans can experience the depth of objects, especially when standing on the edge of a cliff. But when it comes to things like time, we can't just stand there and look at it and feel the real depth of it. Sure, we can imagine that time goes backwards into the past and forward into the future. But we cannot stand at the cliff of time and experience the vertigo caused by its depth. Instead, we experience time as one smooth swing built up of thousands of singular moments, much like how the two-dimensional being experiences three-dimensional objects as singular slices. Uspensky believed that fourth-dimensional objects were experienced by three-dimensional beings as time and motion. Which he says makes the world appear like a continually gushing out ingenious fountain of fireworks. Each spark flashes for a moment and then disappears, never to appear anymore. Flashes are going on continuously, following on one after the other. There are an infinite number of sparks, and everything together produces the impression of a flame, though it does not exist in reality. Spensky, time and motion does not exist in reality, but is simply an illusion, like a flame, caused by our inability to properly perceive the fourth dimension. Human perception alone is not powerful enough to see the fourth dimension, because it leads humans to build a picture of the world in their heads, like a flame, in order to make sense of the world around them. What then would a picture of the fourth dimension possibly look like? Malevich thought to himself. To be able to glimpse the fourth dimension, you must see beyond your senses and let the three-dimensional world of objects around you vanish into smoke. You must allow the cosmos to present its true forms and colours. You must use all the instruments available to you. The most important of which, Malevich thought, was the subtle sensations and feelings that arise during a moment of intuition. We never see anything. We are always simply feeling everything. We live groping about, Uspensky wrote, emphasizing the soul of the artist as an especially sensitive instrument for recognizing the reflection of the noumenon in the phenomenon. The artist must be a clairvoyant. The artist must see what others do not. Remember, a Jedi can feel the Force flowing through him. 
I suggest you try it again, Luke. This time, let go your conscious self and act on instinct. <laughs> With the blast shield down, I can't even see. How am I supposed to fight? Your eyes can deceive you. Don't trust them. Stretch out with your feelings. You see? You can do it. You know, I did feel something. I could almost see the remote. That's good. You've taken your first step into a larger world. Suddenly, Malevich knew. He knew why he could no longer paint the way he did. He knew why the art of the futurists and the cubists felt somehow wrong. In Malevich's own words, a blissful sense of liberating objectlessness drew me forth into the desert where nothing is real except feeling. And so feeling became the substance of my life. It was hard for Malevich to turn his back on futurism. The Italian futurists had played a significant role in his artistic development. Malevich had even greeted the poet Marinetti, the figurehead of the futurists, during Marinetti's tour through Russia. Futurist painters had a goal. It was to achieve pure painterly plasticity. What this meant was that they tried to make paintings that were not in service of something external, such as a political motive or a religious glorification, but instead made paintings for the sole purpose of making paintings. Pure painterly plasticity, their catchphrase, meant that the artist's hand was not forced by anything other than their own creative will. It was a concept that was extremely influential in Malevich's own idea of absolute creation, Marinetti thought that this goal was achievable, but that it was only possible after history was burnt down. Marinetti thought that anything which perpetuated the catacombs of old reason should be removed from society. He advocated for the bulldozing of old cathedrals, and for them to be replaced by factories. In his manifesto, called Against Traditionalist Venice, Marinetti wrote the following. We wish to cure and begin the healing process of this putrescent city, this magnificent carbuncle from the past. We wish to prepare for the birth of an industrial and military Venice. We rush to fill its stinking little canals with the rubble of its crumbling, pockmarked palaces. We'll set fire to the gondolas, rocking chairs for Cretans, and will raise up to the skies the imposing geometry of metal bridges and factories plumed with smoke so as to abolish the drooping curves of its ancient architecture. Let the reign of divine electric light begin at last to liberate Venice from the whorish moonlight of its furnished bedrooms. Will you please stand up and put your hands on your hips with wrists upwards? Now, let's all just laugh. Rather than painting half-naked Roman warriors to 
The futurist painted machines, workers, propellers, motor cars, and the speed of modern industrial life. But what frustrated Malevich was that the futurists weren't following their own instruction. In fact, they were contradicting their own arguments. Malevich had realized that if pure painterly plasticity meant removing all external influence on one's own creative will, that must also include one's own perception of objects in the world. The futurists had thought that the catacombs of old reason was holding society back, but according to Malevich, they were in fact perpetuating this old reason by painting machines, motor cars, and modern life, because these were objects of their perception, literally objects that they see with their eyes. And Malevich was only able to think this way because of his occult influence from Ospensky. It was the first step toward painting the fourth dimension. Malevich thought to himself, even though you futurists have renounced the past and paint the objects of our time, you are still painting objects. Therefore, you are still submitting to the old order of reason. How can you continue to paint objects when the world around us is telling us that there is more to reality than the objects we see? New scientific discoveries have shown us that there are parts of the world that are invisible to us. The new studies of psychology tell us that there are parts of our own mind which is invisible to us. The latest advancements in linguistics tell us that words are not grounded in objects. Cubism has fractured the object, distorting artistic paintings of nature into cubic shapes. But now it is clear that objects have vanished into smoke. Malevich thought that to continue to paint objects from nature was a kind of torture. But the way Malevich would fight against the torture would come to completely revolutionize painting worldwide and would help to set the stage on which the October Revolution in Russia was performed. <laughs>